0: Union of the Unwanted back January 22nd, 2024. Ricky, take it away.
1: What's up? First one of 2024. Union of the Unwanted. We're back. Uh, We have an amazing, amazing panel. Some returning guests. Uh, I think James was on the very first one. He hasn't been on since, so it's awesome to see him back. We have... Roseanne Barr, we have tons of just comedians, Kathy O'Brien uh, and, and Sam and a bunch of his friends. And we're going to talk about censorship. This is the perfect title for these group of people because most of us have been unwanted from mainstream media platforms. And we've been censored. And uh, And together, we're going to, you know, hopefully spark some interest. Probably
2: change nothing. Probably change nothing. But, you know, at least go through... The motions of waking people up, which I, I enjoy. I think that is the power of this show. That so many great people come together for one cause. So great to be here. 2024, the year of the end of days, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. But we will see. And uh, very excited to have all these people on. James, huge fan. Haven't talked to you in a while. Always an honor to chop it up with you. You're one of the best of the best out there. So, man I'm very excited to have everybody here today i love everybody on this um panel even though some people i've been meeting for the first time thanks for joining us
1: and remember go to the union of they'll bring you to our link tree you'll find our rockfin channel odyssey channel all the places you can follow us and listen to us And, uh, and that's a great way of just kind of keeping up with our new episodes and all that stuff. But, you know, censorship was actually the origin story of this show. It was a, a huge reason why we came together. Well, a lot of us were getting censored during the beginning of COVID. And then we were trying to gather great minds and content creators to try to fight back and figure out solutions and, and how, and, and really just kind of bounce ideas off each other. Um, Roseanne knows a lot about that on a recent podcast that she did with actually Tucker Carlson on her, um, podcast, they were talking about how, you know, it's not about money because if it was about money, why would Tucker and Roseanne not be on TV? Right. They were killing it with the ratings. It's much deeper. It's much darker than that. And I love the fact that she mentioned that. And we have plenty of people who know how dark and how deep it really goes. James has done amazing work. One of my biggest influences, uh, when I got into this uh, work myself, Kathy O'Brien is, uh, but she knows firsthand how deep and dark it gets. Um, so. Mel, I mean, you, you, uh, you helped me put some of the, some of this together. Is there any topic you want to uh, start off with? Maybe uh, sharing Kathy's story or anything else that you'd like to jump on. Well,
3: well, I mean, I think that right now we're all. I was just thinking about it earlier today. We're all kind of being hit with so much this cognitive warfare, this like uh, uh, water hose of information every day. It's it's becoming increasingly absurd and and also alarming at the same time. I think everyone's feeling very shaken up. The weird thing is that a lot of people I feel like out there do feel it. They just don't know what's going on or why I just, I I don't know. So I think it's kind of interesting to get into, you know, that aspect of it. Like how are people handling this in your, in your life around you? Do people understand what's going on? And of course we just did the whole week of, of Davos. And it was the first time that I saw you know, massive, massive pushback all over the world against these people. So I think any of these topics and of course, when it, when Roseanne, she's not technically uh, a <laughs> but when she comes back, you know, we, we were very excited that so many people were calling out uh, what I believe in, as Charlie's book says, the octopus of global control. It looked like it was totally failing last week and, the, and, the, and people were making fun of them, which I think is the best thing to do with those people. So I think starting there is probably a good idea.
4: Yeah. I'm pretty good about myself when one of the most uh, successful people in the history of television has shittier internet than I do. That's this.
5: <laughs>
4: Where is she? Where's
2: Roseanne?
6: Where?
3: She's, in, she's in Hawaii. That's why.
2: Well, I think
6: they so, have. So, let's
3: yeah, what's
7: your excuse? Uh,
2: James, James, uh, your thoughts on what is being presented out of the WEF in terms of them losing control is that real you know you had the guy from argentina and he was like oh you guys are stupid you don't know nothing i don't know if i'm doing the french accent but the point is <laughs> um, um you know he presents it like he's gotten an in their face and then he's allowed to leave there in a plane which seems like if he really was doing anything dangerous that group of people wouldn't let him get on a plane without the reprogramming or replacing him with a clone or something. I don't know, but uh, what are your thoughts on that?
8: I can't do the uh, Argentinian French accent, but I can do the clutch fub. This is a crisis. Uh, no, I, I, you know, I'm going to admit I didn't watch a single second of any of the presentations at World Economic Forum because I don't give a flying fig about any of that. Are we allowed to swear on this program? A flying it's, fuck. I do not easy. give a flying fuck about it yeah. because um because let's put it in real terms here um the world economic forum was always a clown show it was always a sideshow circus and yeah it's for millionaires to go and feel good about themselves in the presence of maybe a few billionaires but this isn't where the real decisions are being made it never has it never will be um it's klaus schwab trying to big himself up and make himself feel important um He isn't really important. They're not setting any agenda. What they are doing is putting out the public-facing side of the agenda that's moving forward. And yes, of course, it's going to be framed in a way, oh my God, we're losing control. We need more control of information, of course, because that's what it always comes down to. So I know I've seen, I mean, I've read about some of the speeches and things that people are saying. And of course, mis- and disinformation is at the top of their list because they are scared of what we are doing. But they're only scared of the idea that what we are doing is going to actually go off of their script. And we're going to start talking about things that we want to enact in the real world, rather than simply sitting there and watching their presentations and reacting to them. I think as long as we're in reaction mode, we're losing. But as soon as we enter into actually acting mode, where we start creating things in the real world, that is our power. That is what they're afraid of. That's why they're trying to censor us.
9: I agree. That's what's happening right now. And it's, it's happening on a global scale where people are just taking back their lives. They're tired of following these self-appointed, self-anointed leaders that nobody elected. And they're, they're tired of the whole agenda. So people are just taking back their lives and they're just peacefully um, getting out in their communities and talking to each other eye to eye, heart to heart, soul to soul, and fixing some of the problems that have been imposed on us. We can't wait and big government to fix it for us, they're doing it to us. And it's up to us, it's up to opportunities like this to get truth out there because it's otherwise censored. You know, we've been conditioned for so long to look outside ourselves to big government, big pharma, big tech, big cult to cult religion, when in fact, we got all the power. We have it all within us. And that is what they're afraid of. They're afraid that we're gonna remember that we have the power. They are afraid. We're going to remember to look inside ourselves and gather our free thought, free will, strength of spirit, and say no more. And it's happening. It's 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 exciting to see it happening. And even even in their little secret meetings where they close all of us out, they're still they still got um, people telling them no more. You know, standing up to them. So they're they're done. It's over. We need to claim our victory and just continue moving forward, Um, sharing information, getting truth out there. Truth really does make us free. And this is our time to share it and it's our time to shine.
1: And, And this is why I think having all these comedians on here, Sam, Roseanne and many others have done a great job with kind of, you know, Force feeding the the truth in a way where everybody can digest it, where it's like you can make a joke and people will be like, okay, he's making a valid point, and it's funny, so maybe I consider it. And then also just pushing the boundaries of what free speech is. And you know, this weekend, I'm sure Sam knows because he's a big MMA guy like I am. But you know, the Strickland thing, uh, one of the the uh, U- UFC fighters that was on the main card, they were in Canada, and he was talking about Trudeau and he was talking about his own personal views. And then Dana White gets asked like hey what are you going to do about this guy who's being so outspoken he's like absolutely nothing he's like that's what free speech is about he's like it's about letting people speak their mind it's not about just letting people say things when they agree with you it's like letting people who disagree with you talk Roseanne pushes those boundaries all the time by calling Bill Maher uh, (laughs) MKUltra that was great
2: fantastic
10: that was that was was great that, but that I think one.
1: the thing
6: that's cool, too, I thought that was really cool about the whole thing. When they talked about Dana White, he says one of our main cards, we had two lesbian fighters that could give a fuck about what what they had to say. They, they don't give a shit. And that's the great thing about MMA. That's the thing.
10: Not to mention the entire crowd is chanting, fuck Trudeau. Right. And, <laughs> and that's something thing that the reporter didn't. I mean, let's let's be honest. The guy's not popular. The guy's not going to be popular in an MMA arena. It's the same reason Joe Biden doesn't walk into one. Totally. So to Sam's earlier point about Javier Malay, though, oh really? You mean at the World Economic Forum they're going to show you a different side of the coin, really? And you're yeah. and then all of the finance bros are running around with like soaked panties over the dude because he pulled out a chainsaw, and it's just it is cartoonishly duopolistic. Uh, And why people haven't grasped that yet, the, the, the hopium, the, there's gotta be somebody with, you know, wacky hair. That really means what they say, even though, yeah, sure, the guy does look like what happens after Frodo doesn't give the ring away or throw (laughs) it into the fire or whatever. And, And sure, he's a goalie. And sure, he's a sponsored actor. And sure, it's all about showing you the private industry side of all of the World Economic Forum 30 by 30 goals. But... He says the things I like, and that's what makes me feel good. Yeah, okay, I,
2: I get that too, and I, I think there's a valid point to you. But it's—I I, I don't know if it's—it's it's, today's a very interesting day. The Supreme Court said that the federal reserve, the federal government, can in fact go down to the border of Texas and cut the chains to allow more immigration in, and that to me is a giant moment in this country because now because we've always believed that the, you know, state rights over federal reserve, federal rights. So the question becomes is, uh, is our leaders, are our leaders uh, having our best interest in, and where where do we go in this? Because uh, again, I've t- t- said this before on my show, if I just go straight black pill, the show's done. I just don't even want to do it anymore. There's no real even point of doing it. Uh, if it's just straight black pill, and maybe, 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 A little hopium is what people need to not completely give up, bend over and take it. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Because I, I totally agree with you, Steve. Like,
10: but let's I, give I, him I'm... the honest opium, Sam. Let's not lie to him about that. Let's show him a way out. Let's show him counter economics. Let's show him parallel systems. Let's not show him. Oh, here's the other side of the world economic form. The black pill is a fucking psyop, my friend. I think we all agree about that.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. Well, that's why I like. I got a lot of my friends on here that. Are exactly doing that. Mike Binder is creating a whole system in which comedians can really put out their own comedy. I don't know how deep into that conversation wants to get into, but but Mike, I will what is say,
5: it? Think, thanks for saying that, Sam. But I will also say, and and I liked what everyone's saying and what Kathy was saying. You know, we're at this time when we hear a lot of whining about the mainstream media, but they really don't have much power anymore. No. it's really just kind of drying a dried up stream because because podcasts and you know look at all look, there's just so many ways to tell other stories and we're in an era where we're gonna change culture with new things I'm about to make a movie with the company that made sound of freedom and they made that that's the the most The most profitable movie of last year and it had the most effect of any movie of last year because everything else was just the same old drivel and you talk about on the culture and they've got their own distribution to the point where the studios have all come to them and have quoted them said how can we distribute your movies which i think is a horrible mistake Mm -hmm. the idea is what what i i believe steve said is Everything has to be new systems, counter systems, parallel systems, c- parallel shopping systems, parallel streaming systems, s- parallel movie distribution. You know, I I love, you know, I, I love Dave Smith and, 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 and you and, and Rob's podcast. It's so much, you know, it, you're hearing another story and, and, he, like, or whatever we say about Rogan, Rogan changed the world with the vaccines. You know, he just, he, br- he broke a door open w- with Robert, uh, is it, what's that, Dr. Robert Malone? So, yeah, yeah Sam, so we just got to keep doing that. That's the answer. It's just.
6: Well, I think you'll see also, too, a lot more people are taking chances elsewhere with, in terms of streaming um, aspects, like, like you saw today, Sam, Barstool Sports went over to Rumble. I mean, that's huge. You know, people are fed up with their stuff being taken off of YouTube. Sam, you know. You get your stuff taken off every single day. I mean, but, like, the thing that's scary, too, is they say X is an open platform and Elon Musk is the savior. I'm curious to see what you guys think in terms of that because I know there's a lot of stuff that Patrick Bet-David, who I work for, posts a lot of stuff, and stuff gets taken down. And is X a free platform? Like not.
2: I think that's a time for me to jump right in.
6: Yeah.
2: Please. So, absolutely. I mean, you just did a tour of Auschwitz. So I mean, like what are
4: we <laughs> We've talking?
2: Been I just saw that
10: they were today. holding each other's dicks the whole time.
4: <laughs> so let let's talk, let's talk Elon Musk and I guess X or or, or whatever. Please First, the idea that Elon Musk runs all these companies number that's super laughable. So let's just go through like a handful. Okay. So Twitter, which, again, 44000000000 billion wasn't his money. He had other investors. He didn't fire the former intelligence officers, and I would say people that are still working for fusion centers and probably for signature reduction, which is the covert program of over 60,000 in this country that are embedded in our tech companies. Signature reduction, everybody look it up. It's not imagination land. It's real. So he runs that company then you have SpaceX. Okay, SpaceX. Uh not we're not going to the moon. That's hilarious. Like again they just pushed back the manned mission. What they are doing on a regular basis is launching Starlink satellites along with Blackjacks uh or DARPA's Blackjack program. That's the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency. Now, they already have backdoors into all of Starlink and the most concentrated area of the satellite dishes are over in the Ukraine right now. That's because they directly hook into the ghost and sidewinder missiles. So when you see a kamikaze drone, like you saw the other day hit Russia, that's the muskernuts all the way, at least his face on it. Okay. That's what SpaceX actually does. Then he has the boring company where again, he's heading up all these companies. (laughs) Then Then he has the boring company In which he's literally building underground tunnels and facilities for the government contractors and their private organizations in mass. Then let's get into Tesla, which is not a car company. Again, imagination land. This is a subsidized picked winner of a company where we had EVs before, right? He just had to recall all 2 million of them. Think about any real capitalist system where you have to recall every single one of your product. You're out of business. That's oversauce. But what Tesla really does is they also build automation. So they're building the first humanoid robot, Optimus. But that's not as dark as it gets. Musk made more money than any other billionaire out there during COVID. You know how he did that? Tesla, the car company, partnered with CureVac and they made the mRNA Bio nano micro factories where they printed up the hate and lie shots. So the vast majority of those shots were actually printed up by Musk himself. Now, let's just take Twitter for an example of a free speech platform. You know how you make it free speech tomorrow? If I follow you and I'm on the following tab, your tweet comes up. It's in a timeline. If you posted at 9 a.m., that tweet is before the 1030 a.m. tweet I see. It'd be that simple, right? There'd be no algorithms. No breaking of the rules, yet that's still not in place. Shadow banning is in place, and he put uh, Linda Yaccarino, just as kind of like a, a subtle fuck you to everybody, <laughs> as the head of the organization. Now, I could go way deeper than what I just did.
8: Uh, <laughs> however,
4: uh, James, maybe you want to take it from here and maybe kind of expound upon.
8: Well, Elon. why don't we expand expand, and expound on the PayPal Mount ma- mafia and some of Musk's old colleagues because why are you know rumble who's behind rumble again oh yeah peter teal don't worry guys peter teal is funding rumble you can put all your content there here you don't like youtube go into this little rat trap we've created over here uh, you know I, I i'm what what can i say look up my um elon musk carnival sideshow barker uh, uh podcast i did but jason you've been doing way more well, work on this
4: than well listen let's talk about teal really quick too all right, because I think that that's really important. You know, Teal not only in the Trump administration, but also a heavy guy in Facebook as it came up, became one of these technopolies, all right? Then he's in Palantir, okay, which is the surveillance software not only our government uses, but all these governments that were involved in via Five Eyes and other organizations as well, use as well and share information. So this guy, You know, and he's and the real power, you know, James wanted to talk about a real power broker. This is a real power broker, and he's built himself up. He's a steering member in Bilderberg. So Bilderberg is the real sauce. That's where you got about 20 people that keep coming every single year, and they've got their little plotters, and they bring in a hundred others that hey, they're players, no doubt about it. Sam Altman got his first seat at the table this year. (laughs) All right. And that's no that's think about this, guys. Sam Altman. Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, Bryn, and a hand, not even a hand, yeah, a handful of others met with Schmidt uh, Schmidt, another one, met behind closed doors with the Senate and Congress, and we didn't get anything. Did you guys hear about that two months ago? Anybody talking about that? Of course not. So listen, all this stuff is open information. Everybody can Google exactly Google it or look it up anywhere else. It's it's there. It's just not amplified. Okay. And that's the problem with listen, I'll take what I can get. That that's a big part of my whole life. I'll take what I can get, right? So the way that, that you do that is you still use these systems, right, James? Like you use Rumble when you can. You know, BitChute uh is just coming up with a payment system, finally. You know, they're they're hopefully making some road there. Uh Twitter. I was able to break through into some mainstream stuff because of my work with Epstein, and and tell people there is no list. Again, imagination land. There's plenty of videos, photographic evidence that the FBI had for a very long time. There's a a black book, so if you're looking for a real list of contacts, that's out there. And then every name that came out in this release, which was a re-release, had been out for over a year from uh, Epstein's Rolodex. Hey, by the way, Peter Thiel in there for meetings with Epstein. Along with William Burns, the current head of the CIA and many others, you're not hearing this amplified in the mainstream media. So I would just say this. I'm not a black pill guy. I'm a very happy guy. I, I want to fight back. I'm team humanity. I mean, listen, I had to listen to that. <laughs> Elon Musk talk about team humanity. I've been talking about that for years, and I think that's a, like it's been a subversive bad joke uh, to me. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna give up the floor, but I'm just saying. Listen, we gotta all be our own heroes. I, I love the fact that other people are creating. You know, you just talked about um, what is it? Angel Films and their distribution method. Excellent. You know, we need more of that. Uh, but we also need to let, we need to diversify, take self responsibility, and also realize they can pull the plug at any moment on, and not only these platforms, but really our financial platforms. And beyond the CBDC, for instance, I'm sure a lot of people aren't aware, Altman is also behind WorldCoin, the uh, hopeful
8: UBI-based biometrics steampunk crystal ball. <laughs> Stare into the crystal ball. Give it your eye, eye scan. What could give go it, wrong, guys? Yeah, Give it your soul. It's no big deal. So if you haven't seen this, I mean, this is now.
4: So they are already literally monetizing people and their biometrics and these are the people that have the seat at the table okay and altman even with that open ai breakup they brought in people like larry fucking summers <laughs> on the board he's another Bilderberg player so again i'm going to give it up if you guys are new please watch the documentaries i've made on these subjects uh invisible empire a new world order to find and shave the motion picture they are free watch them share them the, uh, these are over a decade ago. I was talking about this stuff, and so is James. God bless
5: you, sir. Hey, can I just say that I think maybe the scariest moment in the last few years was the moment when the truck Canadian truckers when they shut their bank accounts.
4: Do you know the can Arthur I, story, like the 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 uh, the preacher no, there? Right. I recently. Oh yes,
5: absolutely. That's that that that's a tandem story to that story. But what they did in Canada with the bank accounts and with that with that preacher, pastor, it, to me, that's where you can build all the side little platforms you want. But when they want to start saying to everyone, "Okay, you're acting badly. We're shutting down all your bank accounts," that's but
4: when the, you know the the Ardor story is really a story of triumph. Because against all odds, he was able to fight the system, get the funding. He's not in jail right now. And his son, uh, before that hearing, was able to speak at the EU in front of these people with a couple supporters and put the truth on the line. And, and to me, that shows that we're, you know, that's team humanity to me. Like constantly fighting back. You don't maybe know what the outcome is absolutely going to be, but you're going to put up the fight. And that's why, to me, Arter, I mean... That's what a true hero looks like. He stood up for his conviction, yeah. arrested for him, yeah. he fought the system, and somehow he won. Yeah.
8: Well, but, you, you know, know, you bring up the important point of the most important thing that's going on right now is the monetary aspect of this and the CBDCs that are coming. They've just shown us what this will look like in the future when they can turn you off with a flick of, flick of a switch. So I want to get everyone's thoughts on CBDCs and where we go from here. And it's not
2: it. just that, James. They could also tell you that you have to spend X number of dollars by this time, which means it's going to be impossible for all of us to save money for our retirement and pass on wealth to our children. They will have to, they will have timestamps on this digital currency, and they'll be like, "Well, you haven't spent enough money in this quarter. You better spend it now, or else we're going to get, or else you're going to lose it." And so, how are we supposed to pass down to our children well any kind of wealth, any kind of stuff that will help them? Uh, get hit the floor running. that is so much sorry my camera just decided to do that but that is so much about what is going on right now. This cultural Marxism movement is, is just completely and utterly meant to make it so you don't have the same information and education that the younger generation has so they they get no help with getting a, a running start in their life. they have to start from zero. why the, why the very powerful kids, pass down information generation to generation to generation. They are they are kneecapping our children, so they have to learn something new all from scratch, and they can't ask their grandma how this works or their dad works because you know we saw this character as historically white. Now they know him as historically black, and they don't know what we're talking about. So that that that's why they're taking down the statues. That's why they're trying to replace all this stuff because they don't want you to be able to help your children. Understand how the world works and get a running
11: start.
1: I think Roseanne's with us, uh, landline. Hello. <laughs> Luckily, you have one yes. of the most recognizable voices on this planet.
11: Oh, so. uh, you can hear me?
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. we can hear you.
11: Oh, good. I can't believe the or- fucking ordeal I had to go through <laughs> to get in there. <laughs> It's horrible when you're old. I don't know what they're doing to people with these things. I can't operate this shit.
1: (laughs) Roseanne, we're talking a lot about, you know, uh, about a lot of different topics, but maybe we could, uh, you know, while we have you and we have your attention and it seems to be uh, coming in loud and clear, where was your aha moment in your life? Like what? What you know was it a documentary? was it a book? what was it you know maybe it was because you were working in the inside and you saw you know how corrupt and crazy uh, the people at the very top were what what you know what was your uh personal story about what
11: why what, what about... do you mean by aha moment?
1: Well, in regards to, you know, just kind of understanding the, the real workings of the world, right? You know, um, I don't know if you heard me earlier when I was uh, talking about your conversation with Tucker on your podcast and how you and Tucker were talking about how it's not about money. Because if it was about money, you guys would still be on TV because you were killing it with the ratings. It's much deeper. It's yeah. much darker than that when did you f- uh figure that out when did it become uh obvious to yourself that it wasn't about do you
11: what- wanna do you really wanna know uh
1: kind of yeah
11: <laughs> I was age three
1: <laughs> and and what happened when you were three that that uh Chosen. aliens uh
11: what, I, had, I had a traumatic family and um I just saw that everything was bullshit,
1: run by crazy people when I was three. Yeah, my kids feel the same way, but they think I'm the crazy people running the world.
2: Can I ask Roseanne a question real quick? Roseanne, Sam Tripoli, thanks yeah. for doing the show. I got a question oh, for I you. Lo-
11: I, I, love to, I love to read your opinions. that I, I really I enjoy what you say.
2: Thank you, Roseanne. I just cried inside. Thank you. You made me cry. You made my dead heart warm. Thank you. Um, I want to ask, is it true, Roseanne, that you didn't find out about 9-11 until two weeks after because you were in a log cabin cut off from society, just resting? Is that true?
11: It was (laughs) 9-12.
2: The next day?
11: It was nine twelve. my ex-husband at the time called me up and he's, he goes, what do you, you know, I always take calls from him because we have a kid. So I go, hello. He goes, what do you think of this shit? I go, what? He goes, the whole New York thing. I go, what? What happened? <laughs> he goes, turn on your TV. So I did. I, I was astounded. <laughs> God, it was, It was something else I always uh, talk about. I thought that I had died and gone to heaven because I saw all these guys in suits rushing to give bottles of water to working class firemen and police. I thought I had died and gone to heaven where the rich people were actually honoring the people who do all the work. I thought, what? What? and um you know uh then 10 days later they cut all their benefits and gave them cancer but for that minute it was cool
1: now being knowing at three how the world really works and growing up in hollywood with celebrities and a lot of these people who are blinded by um, You know, just fame. Well, fore-
11: I, I, I didn't grow up there. I went there when I was 36 years old and already had four children. So yeah. I didn't grow up there. I I grew up in uh, Utah and started comedy in Colorado, in Denver. But uh, when I went to Hollywood, yeah. it, I expected...
9: I expected
1: it to be horrible and it was. I assume you're on mute. Nope. Hmm? So work working with so in Hollywood obviously you hear the wine scene uh conversations you hear all these conversations, yeah. you know, the open secret, a great documentary about the, you know, a lot of the the parties with underage people. Like when now, did, did you see some of that? And what was your reaction? You know, growing, well, obviously you didn't grow up in Hollywood. I didn't mean you grew up in Hollywood, but I meant like just being around people who grew up in that world. Like, did you have conflicts? Cause you're obviously a very outspoken person. You don't stray away from speaking your mind. Um, I mean, what, what was it like is it worse than we really think is it darker than we really think when you talk to Tucker and you say it's not about money it's much darker what what do you uh what a- actually are you re- referencing
11: well for me how uh, what happened is i mean i i knew it was you know not not the best place but you know that's where i i wanted to be in the uh i call it daniel in the lion's den and, uh, you know, from Daniel, the story, but, um, you know, cause I wanted to, uh, affect media and, um, anyway, I, because I was kind of, uh, a mom figure to a lot of people, um, and I, I had all these kids approach me, um, who were runaways and, uh, you know, living on the streets. They they would always, uh, you know, approach me or call me or try to find me. I mean, everywhere I went, they would find me. And of course I was very touched by that because at the time when I came to Hollywood, I was very much involved in, um that was 1986. And I had been for already 10 years in Colorado, very politically active on the subject of you know, child abuse and, and child trafficking and all that stuff. So these kids would find me and I was also doing a lot of volunteer work to help them. And so it was from the victims that I heard. I I heard it from the children victims. I I did not go to parties and, you know, like I say, nobody ever invited me to any parties because I guess nobody wanted to fuck me, so they didn't ever invite me nowhere. But uh, that's supposed to be a joke. But uh, I dude, got it. But it's we're not, all muted. But it's not a joke. But it's not a joke. Oh, are we not supposed to swear? No, no,
10: no, no I, please, you can swear.
7: No, I'm just saying we can't. You oh. can't hear us laughing because we all mute our mics to hear. Oh,
11: oh yeah. Nobody ever wanted to have sex with me, so I never got invited to any I parties, did. But
5: <laughs> I always was hitting on you. What are you talking about?
11: Yeah. Well, but I never got invited to any of the Hollywood parties. Somebody said to me a little bit ago, and I told Mel, they said, they didn't invite you because, you know, they were afraid you'd start praying for them or something. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's true. And somebody also told me, I, my feelings were really hurt, and I asked people, how come I don't get invited? They go, because everyone's sort of afraid that you'll tell. And that made sense because, you know, I I, I did grab a lot of people out. But anyway, so I heard it from the kids, and, um, and I got very involved in all that kind of stuff with uh, trying to help runaways and kids get away from pimps and stuff on Hollywood
9: Boulevard. And I, I spent a lot of years doing that and, uh, you, you know, know Roseanne, it's, it's where we met, you know, you were, you were given voice to them in 2008 when we met at that event that was exposing the child sex yeah. trafficking and what we could do about it, you know? So, I mean, what right. I, what an uh, amazing thing you were doing all the way back then, you know, and, It's no wonder we've been such great friends. We share the same, the same. um, Yeah. Yeah. You know, Rosanna. Also, for sure.
11: I also had, um, because of working in Hollywood, if I'm going to be real uh, frank, because of working in Hollywood and what just a horrible place it is and the horrible people that live there and they're um, just horrible people. But um, I had, thanks to them, I had about 75 nervous breakdowns. And um, I went to a lot of mental institutions in my spare time (laughs) for my vacations. And um, I always would meet people there who had also survived so many horrible things as children. And wouldn't you know it that so many of them were connected to people in Hollywood. And I mean, I was in Shepherd Pratt Mental Institution and even that far away in Baltimore, Maryland were children who had uh, been abused in Hollywood. So it just kept kind of following me. I don't know, I get better folks to know about it. And uh, i was always glad to be on that you know, to be on God's side, you know, that's how I say, it. I always want to be on God's side. I, I don't mind pissing off networks and a bunch of assholes. I really don't want God mad at me. And you know? so I just tried to uh, stay on the right side. And I knew that uh, it was like Daniel in the lion's den because, oh my God, people that were not involved in it, right. the last thing they want to do is expose it they're getting paid from it you know everyone's making money off horror to children there it's really true and it's more horrible than we know because we don't want to know and when we do find out oh we recoil because it's so hideous but you know everybody keeps working
5: Everyone should just set fire to that entire city and walk out. Well, you know,
2: hey, you Jose, I, 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 I agree with you a lot. I do. I just want to say something real quick. I, I, I agree with you. I'm having a real issue right now in Hollywood uh, with comedy. Comedy isn't what used to be in LA, and that's not no, just me playing. It's
11: completely it dead. Really, people I'm don't
2: realize it. They, so one, they don't, they don't understand how good it was if they think today is what it is. But the real problem I have is the the rules of political correctness that have been pushed down our throats through this kind of cultural Marxism and how like Hollywood has made everything so taboo that the only thing left to do that's edgy is worship Satan and talk about raping kids. And that's, that's a real issue I have right now. And I've been talking about it a lot on the internet. We have this situation, maybe even this might make people on this panel even uncomfortable, but you know, uh, if you go on a, on stage and you do a joke and you're a white guy and you say the N-word and I'm not advocating for white people calling black people the N-word, that's not what I'm talking about in any way. But if you if you said the N-word, you would you would lose you would probably lose your spots in comedy clubs. You probably. Lose. But if you go that, if you go up on that stage and talk about kitty porn and having sex with children, they will laugh their ass off. They will laugh their ass off. And we actually saw it in real time happen where that that guy got stabbed by that black man and his girlfriend wouldn't identify him because she didn't want to come off as racist. And that's what my problem is, is like the theory of hate speech Is worse than the actual hurting of children. And the Me Too movement being completely silent on all this pedophilia stuff is so infuriating to me because you can't spin it into a writing gig or getting more spots at a comedy club. There's actually nothing in it for you to stick up for kids. There's nothing, there's nothing you won't gain anything in, in, in your in your career if you say, hey man, if we're gonna play punching up and punching down, which I don't even believe in, but if you wanna play that game, there's no bigger punching down than children being trafficked. Because children can't boycott you, they can't get together and march and get you fired from your job. They can't do it. Like I have two three year olds. when it's time to go to bed, it's time to go to bed. They can't there's nothing they can do. What, it's time they to go to bed. Yeah, I got twins, you man. Twins? Yes, I got oh, twins. Cool. I love them, But so I'm they're with you.
11: running your so so they're oh, yeah, running I have your no lives control, lives. by the way. <laughs> by the way, they're always
2: punching down on their dad. They're always punching down on their father. <laughs> by, by
4: the way, um, Mike Binder was talking about Sound of Freedom. Look what Hollywood did with that movie. Here's a movie that yeah. can literally change lives. And suddenly they put, you know, the narrative that was out there that was a it was a let's
11: a, really talk about that. You really want to go into that? You really want to go into that movie?
4: Yeah, one hundred percent,
6: one hundred percent. That movie is was. That,
11: is anybody affiliated whose feelings will be hurt by what I say? Because I, I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. Uh-oh. I don't, I
2: don't yeah. think yeah. I'm. I woke up today and chose violence. Yeah, no, no, no. We came
6: for this, Roseanne.
11: <laughs> well. The number one place for trafficking of children is the United States of America. It isn't Columbia like that movie says. It isn't brown people, it's white people in America. It isn't brown people in faraway lands. And uh, wouldn't you know that the two biggest traffickers of children are A, Tim Ballard's Mormon church and uh, what's his faith, Catholic religion. Those are the two big ones and both of those guys teamed up and they moved the goalpost, in my opinion and i didn't say nothing in public because why would i it's a good thing to get it out there but the fact is they're both protecting the worst of the worst the mormon church and the catholic church there's no bigger trafficking traffickers of children and that's been for decades and of course we knew that kathy didn't we but um you know tim ballard and uh Jim Cavizio, you know, uh, to me, it's good. Their intention is good. But is it really when you're helping to disguise? It's like anti-Semitism. Okay, let's blame the Jews. Okay, that'll work. Let's move everything to be in the Jews' fault. And then we never have to talk about Swiss banks. We never have to talk about the Vatican. We never have to talk about royals. We never have to talk about who owns what. We'll just blame the Jews. Well, we'll just blame those horrible brown people in Colombia that traffic three kids. So, you know, our church traffics 300 million a year. But we won't talk about that. And we'll be, as I call it, the delusion of it's not even the liberal class because they're dead, but the ex liberal class, the white saviorism is the devil. It's the fucking devil. You know, when, that's, when,
9: what, uh, that's what they're—that's what they are, huh? An, another little view on that—you know—sound of freedom thing—is they probably wouldn't have got that out there because I've got all that information in my movie, mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. trance. You know, the trance movie, Kathy O'Brien's story of um, mind control, human tra- human slavery, and healing the nation. You know, that one's. That one's being suppressed all the and back, and it's really hard to even yeah. get the information out there. So, you know, maybe that's yeah. what it took for it to even get out there at all. So I know that's, that's why I didn't say maybe, anything. But like yeah. my friend, yeah. but you're you right. know, you knew my
11: friend. You knew my friend Mary Daly, who is a linguist, a linguist and a theologian, and a million other things. But she called it. Recovering when you recover a memory, when you recover something, yeah, and they're yeah. always recovering something. They're never uncovering nothing because they cover it and then recover it, and that's what they did with your story, Kathy. Of course, yeah. everything about trafficking is in your your story. But, you know, nobody wants to really look at anything. They don't. They can't. They don't have the the, uh, psychological nor the soul infrastructure to actually hear evil in the face. They rather play patty
9: cakes with it. You make it it easier for them to look at it, though, because you you present information in a way that, that makes people understand and laugh and then all of a sudden they're realizing whoa she just told some truth you know that's something you've done all along and and um you know there's always a way to say what needs to be said and yay we got Roseanne to you know help well you know it is you her know her.
11: too all y'all know all writers know it's just fucking torture it's fucking torture to try to make any sense of any of this shit first of all because it's so absurd and stupid and wrong, but our torture as, uh, writers or communicators or whatever the hell it is we are, our torture is why (laughs) I always say, why does it fall to me? But yet it has, it's fallen to each of us. How will we put these words together? And what's always in my mind is this, that everything, this is deep Judaism, but that everything is strung together with words everything is strung together with words therefore words can take it apart that's what i say to myself every day and i say that to writers that i you know worked with and coached words are they are more powerful than bullets or anything else and that is what has fallen to us and we do have the talent to weave these words together as wordsmiths poets and even comedians whatever and we have to do it We have to do it, we don't choose to do it, we have to. And I say to all the people that I talk to all the time, be so brave, be braver than you ever thought you could be. Say the worst fucking thing you can think of that's true, sin big, don't sin small, sin big, as big as you fucking can, because that's where we're living now. We're not gonna let them get away with the shit they do, we are not going to let them get away with what they do to kids. We are not going to let them walk away unscathed from that shit. If we have to, whatever we have to do, and that we will think about in person at some time, but whatever we have to do, we have to do it. And that's all there is to it. Uh, enough of the bullshit. Enough of the politics. There is no politics. It's all just, you know, we we'll are monsters and vampires and crave our blood. That's how I feel right now. And I knew it when I was age three. I knew that I was living on a planet of fucking vampires. I've never, I've never uh, not been, this is it. evident. It's self-evident and empirical to me. I see it everywhere. Of course it's true. Of course they suck our blood. Literally and figuratively. People don't want to believe that, but I have seen it. I have, and mm-hmm. I know of it. But from the children who told me, from the survivors who lived through it, and there are not a lot of survivors, know that, but when they do survive, uh, you got a warrior that uh, is unworldly, un- 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 and some people, Somebody, I think, touched by being justice. You have that, and that's where we're at right now. So, of course, they're going to try so hard right now to, um, you know, fuck with comedy, which is the last free speech art form, and they're trying to kill it. So, I knew that fucking Obama was killing comedy. You know, when he signed the NDA, NAA, my I was that's why I ran against his fucking. Phony, goddamn used car salesman, nuke motherfucker. I knew it, and that's why I ran against him. And then running against Barack Obama in 2012 as a socialist, and hear the shit I heard from these people and their fucking phony ass bullshit racist shit. And it's always white people talking their shit. After they'd silenced all the black people from talking about racism or schooled them into how to. Think about this: this the people step up. and there's both now for the aliens and, and fucking black people. These white liberals, the saviors, they're evil, and they're the ones doing it. They are the ones who do that horrible shit. And we know what it is: it's crime, it's human body parts and uh, lives, slave labor. They're the worst, and they're like I, in my act, I say you see fucking guys going around swinging their everybody's face on the swinging their fucking wieners around. Those are the people telling us we're offensive. Wake up! Just look. Just fucking dare to face it. It's so ridiculous, fun that it. Don't make fun of it. We're going to go to hell with the rest of them motherfuckers.
7: What made (laughs) you think that Trump was different?
11: Oh, I knew it because I knew what he was saying. I, I understood what he was saying. A lot of people didn't because they don't have the intellectual references to even grasp it. They, they can't understand. The genius that he was weaving, but I did, and so did a lot of other people i mean a lot of a lot of people like me who are uh, uh you could call us um well we were kind of we were we were so like Bernie Bros, but once what they did to bernie and you know everything i I was in the green party, so once I just see how that shit works and what it's about. It was like, this is a PSYOP beyond any PSYOP. It's, it's a billionaire socialist. How do you do that? How are you a billionaire and a socialist? It makes no sense, right? So um, Trump was, what he did was he destroyed the Democrat party and the Republican party in favor of populism which is what socialism actually used to be when I was a girl. You used to care about profit sharing, labor rights and things like that. But, but not like now where all they care about is destroying Israel and white people. But um, I mean, cause they are monsters and they're the ultimate racist. It's so horrible what phonies they are. But uh, I understood him to be speaking about a new kind of populism because that's what America first is actually referring to, and I loved it. And I love that one of the first things he did was to create the greatest socialist thing ever since FDR, Space Force. None of these stupid fucks, they, even, they don't even know what Space Force is about. They don't even know what it is. I guess they think it's aliens that are going to come down with the nephilim from outer space or what? whatever kind of bullshit they're talking these days. The Space Force is the greatest socialist program anyone has ever uh, even imagined. And I saw his imagining there when he said we should buy Greenland, all of the future, the way he is so forward and such a genius that, um, you know, you really, but you have to have the references to understand it. You know, like I always say, genius, genius looks like insanity to imbeciles
1: We talked a little bit about, you know, the motivation of, you know, child trafficking, pedophilia, all these things that really motivated Roseanne. And we talked about survivors turning into warriors. We actually have one on the call, Kathy, who can talk a little bit. Oh yeah, Kathy, do you want it? And both
11: of us, both of me and Kathy, we ran when we heard Trump was running because we knew he was going
9: to cut them down. Right, Kathy. There, there's no question because I knew back in the mid 80s that these people who are, who steal elections, the ones in the swamp, the ones who traffic children, the ones who fund their, um, their slave society agenda with, with drug and human trafficking, they were afraid of him. They were really scared yeah. at, of Trump back in yeah. the 80s and, and, um, and I, I, I remember that so clearly and it's like, um. Yeah, they they knew that he was smart enough and had the capability. He was on to him. He wasn't going to tolerate it. And he wasn't anybody that they could control, manipulate or coerce or compromise or anything. He just just stood strong. So by the time he came around 2016, um, there were so many people in the United States that were awake and aware that we overrode. The rigged electronic algorithm and the voting machines by the sheer numbers of us, like like and, we're gonna do in twenty four,
11: like we're gonna fucking I know, like twenty twenty four, it's gonna be like Jericho. The walls will come down. And we them. can't
9: we can't let them just steal it anymore. But this is this is our time. We're we're taking this back. That's ridiculous! What they did 2020 because they were so freaked out that Hillary and their New World Order wasn't put in 2016 like it was supposed to be. That's in my 1995 testimony for Congress that that was the plan. The people were on to it. They didn't let it happen, and instead they elected a president to represent the people, and he showed us the swamp. He exposed them. He put that light of truth on all their dark criminal activities. No wonder they were so scared of him. I think they knew that he had the capability to absolutely take them down in light of truth. And then the only thing that really, really, the way I see it went wrong in um, when when Trump was in, is that people were so conditioned for so many generations to wait on big government to fix everything for them that they set back Uh and, and didn't realize one man can't drain it from the top down. It's up to us to drain the swamp from the bottom up. We have to do our part when we elect him again, 2024, we got to do our part. We need to all take responsibility for our lives and clean this mess up once and for all, and above all, protect our children.
11: Well, he made well, some I horrific choices. I think that's what he's showing anybody, us. Anybody, I think that's what he's identity? trying to show us. And, yeah. huh? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I think so too. What? He always was. He tried.
1: Kathy, do you? Yeah,
11: do you, but now it's even more intense.
1: Uh, I was just going to say, Kathy, we we've, we've kind of briefly uh, talked about your own personal story. Do you want to give for people who might not know your own personal story with some of these topics that we're talking about? Do you want to just give a little bit of a background?
9: Well, a real quick one. Um, I'm a survivor of CIA MK Ultra Mind Control, and I was used on a White House Pentagon level and um, was in the swamp among these perpetrators that steal elections and um, destroy our constitutional values of freedom and justice for all while using our children um, to fund their slave society agenda and you know goes right into the these secret meetings and everything else that have been going on and um it's it's gone as far as it can go because the people aren't going to tolerate it this the the human spirit is stronger than they are and it's inexcusable when we realize our own power it's inexcusable that we allow these self-appointed self-anointed leaders to manipulate our minds and lives any longer it's our time it's our time to wake up reclaim and retain our that, free thought right. free will and stand yes. up and s- stand up for the children you're so right i
3: wanted to oh, Kathy, talk about um i think all these people jason did a lot of shows on bohemian grove and all of that uh is it true that you were supposed to be going to bohemian grove uh and and that's when you uh, were pulled out of the program Yes, yeah, I was going to be killed at age 30, like
9: so many are um, who are in MK Ultra Mind Control. And um, um, fortunately, Mark Phillips, Intelligence Insider, um, saw what was going on and he intercepted me. So he saved my life and saved my mind, you know, handed me the keys to my own mind by reminding us, reminding me that it's within us all to heal. You know, it's within us all. We have amazing resiliency of body, mind, and spirit. And um, he was the, the area of mind sciences that he was working in. Intelligence was for the preservation of free thought. So um, that was what he was dedicated to. And when he saw little children being taken in and out of the White House, um, when he saw people like me being used in MK Ultra mind control to carry out their their their, their deeds and, um, do their work. Uh, he wanted to do something about it and he wasn't the only one. There's a lot of really good people in intelligence. There are good people, um, in those areas that want to, um, see this corruption exposed and removed once and for all. So, um, very fortunate for me that, that, that happened, that, Bohemian Grove was the Epstein Island of its time. When I was a young child, I was taken to Mackinac Island, Michigan, which was the Epstein Island of its time. And I was used um, as a little child in the pedophile blackmail agenda that, that they do because these perpetrators, they're so criminal. They don't trust each other either, you know, so they hold each other by the blackmail. So to speak. And so those were the kind of operations that I was used in. And we all need to realize that as we're looking at Epstein Island, we got to make sure that they don't just come up somewhere else because when we shine that light of truth on them, they just shifted over someplace else. Now that we know what this pedophile agenda is all about, the pedophile agenda now is. I know how you do agenda. it.
11: Kathy, I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you. Give me a Because I figured it out, you know, I was talking to Ken, um, whatever, Paxton, you know, and I'm like, because, you know, Kathy, you know that my passion when I was working in Hollywood and having to be around these fucking Satan motherfuckers, the only way I could stand before God when I went home was go, I got to sue these sons of a bitch. So my my whole life hobby became lawsuits. And I... Soon, I helped pay for so many lawsuits when I got my money, you know, I got paid, and I won them all, including a Supreme Court lawsuit. So anyways, I was telling Ken uh, Paxton, these people that are doing this to Trump, that's RICO. They go to the White House to get their orders, New York and Georgia. Hello, that's the definition of oh. RICO. Sue so them in civil court, Ken. He's an attorney general fill it in civil court. I, I'm telling you, I am not. I was here, Kathy, I just have to say, I just have to say, we are not about to
9: let these people win, are we, Kathy? They they need to be held accountable for their actions. They've got to be held accountable. We need to see some justice.
1: But I think we are winning. I mean, we have some amazing people on this show. Roseanne has a lot of people have thought she was, some of the things she was talking about throughout all these years were crazy, but they're becoming mainstream. James, Of Cor-
11: course, because they're imbeciles. It, genius <laughs> always appears as insanity to imbeciles. That's my line, and it's true. That is what I found in my life. But when I met Kathy O'Brien and Mel Kay, I was like, oh, it cannot be that there are other women geniuses on this fucking doomed earth. But I was so happy.
1: Yeah, we've come a long way. I mean, James Corbett, I used to send people to his website, and now he was interviewed on Dr. Drew of all shows recently, you know, and uh, you have... Sam Tripoli, who's another guy, a lot of people, you know, called him the conspiracy theorist, and now when he's on Rogan's show, uh, they're making fun of Brian Cowan, because he's one of the few guys pushing back on Sam, and he seems to be the truth teller. So, like, it feels like things are changing. And Whitney Webb, a front of our... Uh, oh, of our- it's 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 changing in
11: such incredible time, to- an incredible timeline. It's changing, and you know why? If you if you are. Connected, I'll just say that if you're connected to the cosmos in your soul, do you know what I mean? If you, if you know that you're just a drop in the ocean, you know what I mean? Yeah.
3: Yep. Do you?
1: Yeah, no, we do. It's Sam.
3: We're all on mute.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Sam has a a saying conspiracy will eventually bring you to spirituality.
2: Yeah. And that's what I want everybody. That's why I want to get into is like, we How keep talking about thing? money, what and power. What, conspiracy
11: what always spirituality? leads.
2: Conspiracy oh, yeah. always leads to spirituality. You know, eventually find out what they're
11: absolutely
2: they're lying to you about, and it's usually God. And that's my opinion. And uh-huh. when you take a look at everything that they do, I personally think, ma'am, that uh, we're up against sorcerers, black magic, occult oh, yeah. magic at we the are. highest levels.
11: Witches, um... no, Hollywood witches, lesbian witches, you know, Ah. Mel K, nobody will let me say this because they're trying to cancel me because it's (laughs) true. Lesbian fucking witches. They're trying to put the hex on the boys' wieners. They got to cut them off. I'm telling you, this is who we're fighting. here. Every spokesman for this transgender horseshit, the attack on children's bodies, is a goddamn Hollywood lesbian witch. I'm telling you, I was in those I was in them covens with Hillary Clinton. I know the shit, Mel, you know, you know, it's true right Mel?
3: Yep, but I know it's true. Yeah, we both have been invited to witches covens in Hollywood. And they take it very, very seriously and they chant. And and the people that are there, you wouldn't even believe it. They actually a lot of them live on the same street in West Hollywood. It's really bizarre. It's like it's like, uh, you know, it's like that that show big love, they all live on the same street and they uh, meet in their backyards and they have it all catered, of course. But I don't know if those catering workers ever make it out alive. But I have to say it is uh, Roseanne and I laugh about it because they don't even hide it when you're there. Ah. They're like, uh, we're, we're having a, a girl's night. Wink, wink. And you're like, OK, I'll stay away. That Some was. spirit cooking, anybody? I,
11: I go home. I go home <laughs> and get out my Bible. I'm like, I'm going to counter you, bitches. I am going to counter because you're not going to cut all the low boy dicks off. I <laughs> won't have it,
6: Roseanne. I have a question for you. What do you think about um, the movie Leave the World Behind and all the symbolism in Hollywood? Do you think it's gotten worse, or do you think it's 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 it got more obvious? That, that got more obvious. Is
11: that? Yeah. I hate, hate the Obamas. Yeah, hate yeah, the awful. Obamas. And I won't watch anything they do because I know what they're up to. They are boule. Y'all know about the boule.
2: Yeah, yeah, Roseanne, we know about the Boulay, hell yeah.
11: Albert Masons, they're in the Masons, they go Bohemian Club, they're black, they're Harvard. It all goes to the Ivy League, you know what Ivy League means, do you know? Pagan! Pagan goddamn motherfucking witches, Ivy League. Hell yeah! You better testify, Mel!
3: Yes, I do agree with that for sure. And, uh, you know, the the truth is that um, these people don't hide it. That's why it's like so obvious now, you know, Sam earlier brought up and Roseanne and I have talked about this for years. uh, The whole Me Too movement was such a fraud. First of all, there are actual victims. And of course, most of them you'll never ever know about. Yeah, go ahead. Mike
11: Tyson has the final word on it. You know what he calls it? It's so genius because he's a genius. He calls it the
3: you 2 movement. Yeah. A big part of it too was also covering up the real truth. And and you Roseanne and I have talked many times. For me, my 20 years there, the biggest victims were young men in Hollywood. So when they mm-hmm. came out with the full Me Too, I was like, Well, I don't testify, know. But t- testify,
11: testify, <laughs> testify now. <laughs> yeah,
3: you know, I mean, we get into that's, all that. that's the truth.
10: Yeah. They I mean, threw Rose McGowan out of fucking Hollywood.
3: Yeah, and she's the real deal, and they they had to shut her up.
10: <laughs> I've got to talk to Rose a couple of times over the years and, and she's been cut out of the conversation entirely.
3: Also, well, uh she asked we talk- me because
11: she always she always stuck up for me when they was trying their witch craves because you know the witches always witch burn women that won't join the witch cult. So that's why me and Trump are getting witch burned because we won't suck up to their devil-worshipping witch cult of lesbian BS.
3: Yeah, I mean, most people remember when uh, Michael Ovitz did an interview in the 90s with Vanity Fair and he said uh, that the gay mafia had taken over Hollywood and everyone's heads exploded. And I was like, Uh, You know, and I I wasn't even there yet. And I was like, what is he talking about? And then you get there and you're like, wait a minute. Uh, And and, you know, the big thing, too, uh, is I believe I don't know about the rest of you that are in Hollywood or in comedy or whatever. um, There was a they built that building. I I call it the the Death Star in the middle of Century City in the mid 2000s. And I felt like it was like, okay, now we're here. We can go full, full over
11: trafficking, hub. trafficking hub.
3: Yeah, well, everyone uh, might know what I'm talking about, but they're the ones that hijacked the C uh the Be Me Too movement, and all of a sudden it was called like Time's Up or something, and they had Reese Witherspoon and Ashley Judd and all these people. And I'm talking about I'm talking about all the girls that I know that killed themselves.
11: Not my very and- <laughs> stupid horse. Horse.
3: Can I get that ringtone?
12: <laughs> right.
11: Ow. Ow! Well, you know, everything is uh... horse for Satan. Horse for Satan. I mean, nobody wants to hear it, but it is the truth. Brothers and sisters, they're whores. (laughs) These people are whores for Satan.
8: I think this is a good time for me to tell everybody that I'm 15 minutes late for my next meeting, so I have to dip. But before I go, this is a great time for me to plug CorbettReport.com. I'm going to have my newly redesigned site up later tonight. Fingers crossed everything goes well. Rose James, and James Corbett, the best in the business. into
11: I didn't even, um, go, into the, I didn't even go into the eugenics part of it. Yet. Thank you. Oh God. I thank I'd love to do that. The words, world is oh strung God. together I with realized, words. It can be undone with words. Now. Thank you,
0: you, James. Thanks, James.
2: James,
7: well, bye, James. Thanks for no, me. we're still here for
11: a
0: while. I'm completely manic. I'm completely manic. That was just fine. James has got to go. He does James
2: yeah. gotta go Roseanne yeah, you keep getting mad go,
11: he's gotta go he's gotta go worship Satan. no no James <laughs> doesn't
2: worship Satan. James do not do not make fun of the Michael Jordan of researchers please okay. we, we're, we're, we're lucky okay, he slums well, I just with us you to please. tell me no, I okay. just
11: wanted you to tell me if I was wrong
3: or right. Okay. You're I'm right about
2: the James. whores, you're wrong about Jake. How about that? Okay. You
3: know, Roseanne, Roseanne, uh, Mike Binder is here and he uh he's been in that world for a really long time. I'd like to hear his opinions oh, he about is. some of the stuff you're oh, saying. He,
11: he, he is a limb I don't give a fuck what he thinks. He's a fucking limitar. Oh, he's Fox on the show. He's on the him. show. Mike uh, Binder, you can suck my fat Jew cock. Okay. <laughs> God, Mike. Defend yourself, Mike. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, suck my uh, fat Mike Jew is... cock, you goddamn LGBT in the closet CIABS.
2: Oh,
5: Jesus Christ. Mike is not what, like that, so, Roseanne. I, she, she's thinking of someone else, but that's okay. <laughs> I love you, Roseanne.
11: Yeah, no, I think you're thinking of somebody else. Me off. That's my wrath. Face my wrath, Mike. You pissed me
5: off. Face it,
0: bitch. Yeah, fuck you.
5: What well, happened? You're it? always
11: hitting on her.
5: You you got
11: you got it. I, I I'm
5: sorry. I was hitting on you, but uh, you got the wrong guy. You know, because I've I've
11: done nothing but I love you. I I'm in your corner. I think you're the I best. Know you say you love me like all these other goddamn cheating motherfuckers. You say you love me, bitch. Okay, I, well, I, do, I love you. <laughs> I do love you, man. I, I, think, you I know you do, but why did you have to insult me? I mean, you were trying to be nice, but yet you had to insult me because I guess you're a comic or a Jew or something in your DNA can't just let you uh, come to somebody's defense. How did he insult nice you, you, Roseanne? What did he say? It, you have to lay in an insult. You said my box special was not good. Fuck yeah. It wasn't.
5: It wasn't. It wasn't as good as you as you, you are. Say
11: you're the, that? Fucking,
5: oh, you're yes. the best. Why do you say that? Huh? Because because when you started going into the mothership and working on your act, you got great again. That's why I thought fuck. I said all I said was you didn't work it like a real comic like I've seen you do it before.
11: Well, you're kind of right, but you know why? Do you know? Don't uh, ever sign up to Fox. Uh, <laughs> how's that make me a wait? How does that make me a libtard? How does that make me a libtard? My binder is now a libtard. I was mad at you, and you remind me of my whole family, which is vaccinated, and fucking doomed libtards. I don't <laughs> Listen, know if you're all like that. all I, I know anyways, all I
5: know is let me say let me talk for a second, Roseanne. You all I no, know is when you don't ever sign up
11: with Fox. To do a special, you know what? I, I was as good as my audience. You know how that is? You know what? They didn't even have an audience for me, dude. They didn't even have a fucking audience. I had to find It wasn't, Rose, it wasn't boys, Roseanne was,
5: Barr level material. That's all I
11: said. And, and let me I just didn't say talk something for a a love too. Are you telling me that Vax cake Roseanne Barr material? Are you trying to fucking CIA your way out of that, you LGBTQ are you trying to say my vax jokes talking about the lib going, Oh, they've overturned Roe v. Wade and I'm like, bitch, you don't need to worry, you're never gonna get pregnant. You're back. Yep. You don't think that's oh, funny? Yeah, that was funny. Roseanne, Roseanne, I'll, let him listen. let him
2: explain himself. Let him explain himself. Hold on. Now I, I will entertain
11: him. no man. I will just fire writers <laughs> and then they go and start writing for Joe Biden
3: joe Biden. yep i, I uh, let's, uh, let's, uh, roseanne let's hear mike uh let's hear mike uh give a give okay, a, a him right. off I just had
11: to say uh, he's not without sin he's not without sin
5: i i am i'm not even close to without sin, but i but I listen, my point of view on you is when you came on the comedy scene, you were the sharpest, crispest, loudest. Freshest voice that had come along in years, and you told oh, the truth. Oh, thank you. And, and listen, well, I listen. Still to me. Do. I, 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 I know you still do, and they pulled the rug under out from underneath you because
11: I'm 71 one years old. I don't even have a working vagina at this point, bitch. Yeah, well,
5: that makes sense. That makes sense. Everything <laughs> shuts down after a while. But, but listen. <laughs> My victory. point was my point was you always told the truth and you just you kept telling the truth and then the game changed and they gave you a hard time and and I, and I was I, if you read that thing right I was sticking up for you I was just saying I wished I wished you had been back working the boards and working the rooms and really put and showed everybody w- like prior you're you're a Mike, prior level you are, you
11: are right You are so right, brother. Thank you for your, uh, what do you call it? What do you call it? Uh, input. Thank you. You are so right. That was what was in me. But I, you know, I, uh, I could not fucking really get the grease going on the shit. You know, I could not. But you're doing it now. You're doing it now. You're in the boards. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, Yeah. I'm getting the. I've been working it now. Oh, Christ, It's been seven years since they tried to kill me. Seven years. And I've been working way, it. But, you and, know.
5: And then, and by the way, and and you know, when they started that shit with you about the Holocaust joke and the bit with Theo, I I went nuts on that. I, so I don't know what you're talking about because because I he I, did I, defend I, you, I, Roseanne. He went really hard defending you d- during that.
11: The Holocaust oh, I bullshit. I did not know that. You know what? I was saying all these guys, just because they like Hillary Clinton and they're gay, there's no reason for me to hold that against them. And so I was like, I've got to forgive. Lord, help me to forgive because I'm in the wrong, which I'm ashamed to admit. I was wrong. And Mike, I was wrong. I got angry. I prayed God will remove the anger before I really seriously kill someone. But, he will remove it because he he just he just will. He has to. But thank you so much because I've got really defensive. You are right and you are a friend who have given me truth. Thank you so and, much. And
5: by the way, and I will take you back in time. I was there one of the greatest nights in comedy and one of the greatest nights in your life when you came out on the what? main room stage and you oh. fucking blew the room away and got the tonight I show.
11: I believe that was the that was the meaning of my entire life, you know well, it's and, one and of you those were so bold
5: and so fresh and and I remember man and i was I was sitting in the back, Mitzi was in the room and and you got the tonight show but and you, but and you were I'll never forget it as long as I live that night.
11: I never will, neither well, I hope I don't. I've already started to forget how old my kids are though, you know what. When you're a comic and you've lived a life of the mind, you know, you've been in your head trying to write a fucking joke. Like I read this thing about Groucho. What do you think of this? Groucho said, "People, they're always trying to fuck with us. We're just trying to write a joke, get paid, and get out of town." Right.
5: That's right. That's right. And, and, and but it does. My my thing is, no matter who you are, and that's what I learned watching Pryor, watching you, watching. Robin, it, it, you know, no matter how good you are, stand up comedy doesn't let you slack off.
11: No, you're so right. I remember when I was on uh, this, this was before they invented adult diapers. And had they had them at the time, I might have made something of myself. But there I was in the comedy store. And I was really feeling good about myself because I had killed, you know, and I got the Tonight Show and everybody was talking about me and blah, blah. And plus, I was making 15 bucks a night. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so so Mitzi, she goes, "Uh, Richard's here to watch you. Can you fucking believe that of my life? of my life as a child to see him on the Ed Sullivan show and know he was up there. And I saw the skinny black kid, you know, he's kind of like, um, kind of my skin color, a little darker. He's like caramel. But anyways, there he is. He's real skinny and he's like kind of shaky, weird. And then he's like Ed Sullivan introduced him. I was a little girl. I always watched Ted Sullivan for the comics and I saw him come out and I got, I was about eight. And I was like, prophet, prophet of the Lord. I just loved him so much and cut to 150 years later, I'm going on doing well at the store. And Mitzi goes, "Uh, Richard came in to see you can you imagine you can't imagine i can't even imagine Uh, but that happened to me i remember i remember everybody was talking about me i was so excited that he was there and i was like i knew i was going to pee my pants because i was way too excited after you have four kids you see you do pee your pants quite freely so i didn't they didn't have adult diapers like i said so I go in the bathroom there, and I stuff a roll of paper towels up in there. I'm like, I'm going to show Richard. I'm going to, I'm going to do my best tent for Richard, inspired by Richard. My whole life, I got to do that. And then after I did it, you know, I come off stage, and I'm like, I've got to. You know, they had that toilet right at the bottom of the stage there always had bathroom issues, you know? So I'm like, I'm going to run down there and pee or go to the left where they have that one toilet, but I'm going to pee myself. So I got to hurry. So I hurried up, I hurried up and he was standing there, but I couldn't stop to say nothing to him because I would pee. So anyways, then I went and pee and he waited, which was so elegant, you know? And I come out and he says to me, he says to me, this child that idolized, worshiped, learned everything, studied every word of the master, which like, you can see a lot of them in Chappelle and you know, others who like, I love Cat Williams. Oh my God, he is such a bitch. I love him. You know, he's a bitch cause he's uh, adopted all these kids. So he's a mom, you know, he's like a great mom. I really want to talk to him about motherhood and fatherhood. And Hollywood, because he's got all the real scoop on it. But I don't even know what I'm talking about. But isn't it just great? Uh, something I was trying to say, but I lost track. We're going um, to th- say what Richard oh, Pryor said you. were going to say what
3: Richard Pryor said to you.
11: So he says to me, oh, yeah, it was amazing. And he goes, you, uh, I said, I am so. I can't even believe I'm meeting you. I am so I just fucking can't even realize that it's real. I love you. And he goes, I love you too. Can you fucking believe this guy? And he goes, you are one funny woman. Can you believe that guy said that to me? I almost fainted. I still can't even believe it. It's like such a time warp of being this little child watching him on, on that uh, screen there, on that fucking screen there. And he's transported right into my DNA on that screen there. What a great, what a great art. We're we're so we are so blessed that God made us crazy enough to become stand-up comics. Do you know what I'm saying?
5: Yeah, I have a a quick question for Ray. By the way, you you were you were that next voice, man. I remember everybody was crazy about you. And that's that's all I was saying. That's all I was saying, Roseanne. I was. I was never, I was never brick batting you. I never would.
11: Thank you for telling me that. And uh, it was so nice to talk to you. You know, I'm a little crazy. You know, a lot of people, they're like, "Oh no!" but I I have this line where I just want to do this thing where I don't know. Are we getting invaded by aliens or is it the breakaway Nazi continent of Antarctica? I don't know which is true. I can't decide which thing is happening.
0: I got a quick question for you, Roseanne. Hi, this is Mike. Um, Would you sing the national anthem again like at a (laughs) UFC event?
11: I just did it! You did? You know what? It was so awesome when I was at Mar-a-Lago. Everybody down there, here's how shit goes full term or whatever you call it. Full term, that's when you have the baby. No, not full term. What's the other Full circle. Uh, Full circle. Full circle. So there I am, Mar-a-Lago. Okay, you know, what have you. And uh, because fucking Trump is, Pop, punk rock like a son of a bitch and these people don't want to admit it but it's punk rock so this guy he goes we want you this is why i tell you because when i was punk rock when i did the star single banner which they all hated and they tried to kill me call me dirty jew anyway cut to right now those same conservative types <laughs> that they, they they wanted me to sing that kind of a screaming version, because they're going to put it over the uh, riots of the Biden administration, the street riots. Can you believe how shit goes in full circle? So I did, I just got to sing it, but I sang it better and even more horrible at the same time.
5: Hey, listen, I got to jump too. anyway. Thanks for having me on the show. And Roseanne, I love you, whether you know it or not.
11: I I love you. You are so kind. And thank you for telling me the truth. You are so right.
0: Can you call him? Can you scream God at him? Like, you can might. you call him a libtard one more time? Like really full force though?
11: <laughs> Fucking libtard, vaccinated motherfucker.
5: <laughs> and Jew bastard.
11: <laughs>
5: Take care. You
11: too, baby. Bye, Mike. This is like a, this is life. like an exorcism or some sort of thing where I'm going off like I watch Cat Williams. I'm like, oh, he's just do, trying to steal my act. Another one.
1: Yeah, Cat. Cat's another one who's openly, you know, calling out. We- I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the interview he did where he said that Weinstein wanted to blow him and i'm um, just it, dude it, it, and what's crazy is that th- apparently he was in a room full of people and he just openly like said it and nobody like thought that that was weird except cat apparently. And, but you know what's weird? You talked about the Obamas. Some people don't know this. The Obama daughter, I think the, uh, maybe both of them, if uh, uh, at least the oldest worked for Weinstein as an intern. And you think Obama knows what he's up to. Like you, you run the government, you run the CIA, you're spying on your own citizens. Obviously, you know how dark and, you know, sick this guy. and yet you're. You're, you're equally as dark and sick if you think it's okay for your daughter to work for him. So They're it's
10: sacrificing right? their own children, right? though, man. That's how the, that gives them right? a free pass to the club.
11: That is, and they all do it, too. Like, when you look at all these uh, uh, shooters and shit, like, you look at all these people that have acted out, They all their dads are all in the uh, military intelligence, every one of them. Even Jim Morrison, you know, they're obviously, obviously people are under some sort of mind control too. I think it is. They want to create a docile workforce.
1: Yeah, they got uh, it. Yeah, the Colorado shooter, you know, all, all of them have like really sketchy, weird family connections to you know, it just seems like there's something sketchy going on with all of them. And
10: they all have prior contact with the FBI, Ricky. That's the one thing they also have in common. There, there's always, once every time you look into these guys, there's prior contact with the FBI. Most of them were in some sort of Discord server or online first person shooter server where uh, they had the opportunity to be approached. And there's a significant pattern of coaching that goes on. It it, 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 You're hard pressed to find a mass shooter that doesn't fit this profile.
1: Well, which is why you know I sympathize with Alex Jones when he was. First of all, he was at Waco. This guy's been you know around for a long time. There's a lot of topics that he's been highlighting and focusing on, and he spoke a lot of truth throughout the years on many different topics and Where brought him.
11: Are? The He's the godfather
1: of the awakening. And and yet they pigeonholed him as the Sandy Hook guy. And it's like if you've been around as long as Alex Jones and you've done so much work and you've talked about so many different topics, MKUltra, 9 nine uh, you know, ev- everything you could think of. And and then they're just trying to kind of pin one topic to him. And the, the fact that if you've been down these rabbit holes all these years and you've uncovered some of the darkest things in our world why wouldn't like why why would you think that he would he would assume that sandy hook's too far there's pedophilia the franklin scandal there's child trafficking like there's no you know no distance they wouldn't go so like you can't blame the guy for thinking like yeah this is possible too because once you've uncovered so many things you get to a point where like nothing is seems too crazy to be a possibility
11: well okay. that they sued it for a billion dollars is so telling. I mean, you know, Obama the the fact is he he is um he's not that fucking smart at all. He's an actor and um you know oh my god, there's so many levels to who owns and has bought into the You know, I always say about the Democrat donors that people really ought to check that out because that's some shit. I have, uh, of course, uh, I have a lesbian sister and she lives up there in Marin County where, where it's like, you know, the rule of the lesbian class. And people would actually be shocked know the level of witchcraft and mind control, they think, I mean, they think they're performing. But they are.
1: Isn't that why we all kind of felt like, especially during COVID, even people who weren't spiritual would say it feels like we're in a spiritual war. It just, it you almost, and I think that's one of the reasons why Sam says like conspiracy leads to spirituality because it is one of those things where you feel like eventually, like this is a spiritual battle. It's it's not about money, it's not about fame, it's not even about resources or power. It's it's darker, it's deeper, it's good versus evil. Um, regardless who you think good is, we kind of all agree on who is evil, and I, I think that's kind of one of the things that kind of brought a lot of people together during COVID was this idea of like, okay, maybe we might disagree on who's good, but we definitely agree that this is evil. And and I think it's when you, you do get to that point where you're religious or spiritual, it's easier for you to understand or or accept that evil exists if you believe in some type of good. Yeah. If you're not- If you're a materialistic person, right, which they're trying to create, they're trying to get rid of religion, spirituality, family, all these things that kind of make you zoom out and look for greater purposes in life. Um, If you remove all that, then we become these materialistic humans, which are easy to control and also are naive to the fact that There could be people out there that knowingly harm others, that traffic others, that will force feed you a vaccine that they know will kill many and harm many more. Like, you know, for I think for the average person, the average normie, for lack of a better term, like they struggle to to grasp that concept because they don't they can't believe. Well, yeah,
11: because they're under heavy duty fucking psychic attack. It comes out of 24 seven. But think about it that the human response, not the robotic mind-controlled uh, operative response, the human response would be of a mother or a father would be first, first thought to protect their children. Well, that's what they've interrupted because that isn't the first thought that people have anymore at all. And um, that, Kathy, we've talked about that. When you've trained people for so many decades to uh, look outside of themselves for power and for answers then you you have a, a class of slaves who do not look within who do not you know uh, associate with like-minded people to create, a community of law in the United States, which is designed for that by our founders, then you have a total class of mind-controlled um, mind, con- mind controlled slaves. And it's very hard to convince them that they are enslaved. I can't remember who said it. Was it Mark Twain? It's easier to, to convince people of something that ever, than ever to convince them that they've been tricked or fooled, but they have been. And uh, you know it's very sad, but they're they're gonna they're gonna be held responsible for it, whether they know it or not. They will be. That's what's there's, scary. There's
1: no bigger slave than those who falsely believe they are free.
11: Yeah. Right.
1: Well, and like Roseanne said, yeah, it's easier to trick somebody than convince them they've been tricked. It's when you try to snap somebody out of the. The trance that they're in, it's really hard to do it. I mean, they just it's your shadow. Yeah, but
11: here's something I heard. This is a good one too. I I read it, it goes, uh it's 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 impossible to try to wake up people who are pretending to be asleep. I
12: love that. That's what I think it is. Sweet. I'm going to hop in here for a second and introduce myself, Rob Bernstein. I'm usually a huge loudmouth, but uh, I was out class night, You had some really esteemed comics and serious researchers, so sat in the background. But uh, for a while, we were talking earlier in the show before Roseanne hopped on about uh, I think one of the biggest threats to all of humanity, which is the uh, central bank digital currencies. We were talking about that a little bit. And uh, I do research these things. So I just want to give like a little practical wisdom to anyone that's been listening. One of my strategies, uh, one of the things that scares me the most is the possibility of them charging us for credit um, carbon usage. I think that's their uh, big plan yeah. if they can execute on it is uh, it's something that's been free forever. They're going to charge us for it. So just want to share my personal strategy, which is I've just started uh, jarring my own farts. That's what I'm doing. Um, yeah. I just figure I love it. i'm being serious about this because that way you know if they start asking you what you did to reduce your carbon you can show up to the judge and be like i ate chili on this night i'll open it up i'll prove it to you i stored it right here so just want to share some practical wisdom with everybody at home trying to figure out how to combat the machine
11: that's good
0: will you store mine for me
12: absolutely come over anytime i'll send you you guys how to how to jar them yeah there's definitely an artistry to it everyone must
11: everyone must
10: Store
12: their own. Oh, yeah. A, a Mason jar is the way to go. You really want that to have like a 10 year shelf life. So, you hey, know.
10: don't give it all away, all right. Robbie. You got to sell your courses online on how to best jar or can your farts. <laughs> don't miss a marketing opportunity, my friend there yeah. you
12: go well the o- the other scam i'm looking into is uh you know i do follow what goes <laughs> on wall street and i find like there's just a lot of hype for things that never actually come to fruition i think you look at what happened with peloton yeah. last year everyone got so excited about pelotons yeah. it's like how many moms are going to really pay for classes and bike like i could have told you that company was going to go under so my thing is i want to like create like an urban development plan because you got to incorporate the poorers. you got to incorporate them if you want to get some money from wall street and higher carbon-reducing trees. That's my scam. We're just going to... It doesn't even need to exist. You just have to claim that it exists. You go urban development, you plant some trees, you claim that it's higher carbon reduction, all of a sudden you're selling back the carbon green credits to the rich people.
11: Fuck yeah! <laughs> that
12: is hilarious, Rob. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm trying to bring That's some practical funny. solutions to the world, you know?
11: You are so right. You're right. And you're kind of humorous as well. Two things. Bingo.
12: Uh, Roseanne, you're the sweetest. This made my day. (laughs) (laughs) Good work.
1: These are, I that's what we love about comedy is that Roseanne can, I mean, my cheeks are red from like laughing so hard this whole conversation, but it's like you can talk about serious topics and, and laughing is important because I think many of us dive so deep down these rabbit holes that you kind of let them kind of ruin your life, you know, your, your limited time that's on this. That's right. Time. You know, and it's really important to remember what we're fighting for. We're fighting for the right to love and laugh and enjoy life and th- those restrictions are what we're fighting against right like eventually not having privacy not having freedoms to live our lives the way we want um so it, it's uh you know i i love these type of conversations and and i can't thank roseanne and everybody uh, on this show on on all the amazing work people do and and to give us a good laugh to to rem- to remind us a little reminder of, of why we're doing this nothing nothing's mightier than comedy nothing's mightier than comedy mighty mighty monica mel charlie mike any anybody uh, any uh final thoughts or maybe any any
7: well i just wanted to point out that like we're talking about comedy and politics and all that and i uh we haven't talked at all about the Roseanne Show, and I have to say, as the youngest of nine in a very blue-collar family who grew up on Brady Bunch, just, like, hating myself, nice. and then trying to watch Sesame nice. Street and being like, we don't have parks near my house, and I was like, wow, like, ironically, <laughs> you made me feel normal, which is, like, probably the last thing you would expect. Oh, no, I love it. That's what I try to
11: do, yeah, because you, you are the normal. The normal is a vast, vast middle that both sides of these asshole radical idiots, they're trying to, they're trying to marginalize the vast middle. How fucking stupid is that when you, when your target is your own source? That's some fucking stupid back ass words.
7: There was an Obama memo Mm -hmm. that came out, I think like in 2012, where he said his team has decided to abandon the working class. It's like literally a memo that leaked yeah. out. And, like, that was it.
11: <laughs> yeah, that was it for me, too. I could not fucking believe what they were into. But now, I mean, now, I mean, we didn't want, you know, how they turn up the heat, like when the frog boils, they do it by degree, you know. And uh, they just get people used to, like, you stick your toe in and then you get used to it, then you put your calf in when you go in a cold water, you know. That's what they did to us. And he was, he, uh, he opened the door to the, he don't like Western civilization. He likes
0: the caliphate. I got another quick question for you. You used to be, uh, friendlier with Howard Stern. You guys had a a bit of an argument, then you kind of reconciled on air. Uh, how do you feel about where he's taken his career nowadays?
11: Well, it's so weird that Howard Stern ends up to be, a, like, the biggest censor in the world, ain't it?
0: Yeah, he certainly turned around. He's no longer uh, screaming about censorship.
11: Around. That's how shit... Huh?
0: Yeah, he's no longer screaming about censorship what? anymore.
11: Well, cause he's the bizarre. biggest censor. He's right. the was- censor of anybody who likes Trump, and that's what? That's uh, the
3: majority of America... Hello. Yeah, and also um, he's, the weird thing about him was he was terrified of, of COVID. I mean, to an extent that it was like this guy that you thought was like invincible and like what truth to power. All of a sudden he was so such a wimp and it was so, I, I don't even, it was the most bizarre thing. I don't know if it's his no, relationship with no, that Rothblatt did you lady ever or hear what. Him.
11: No, did you ever hear, ever once hear him uh go take up
3: Julian Assange ever once? No. No, no, of course not. I mean,
11: No, because he's LGBTQCIA plus BS.
3: Well, his relationship with with Sirius XM, I believe, is when he changed his whole tune. Something changed dramatically with Howard Stern growing up in New York. I listened to him all the time. That Sirius XM deal uh, changed him forever. And uh, I think... A lot of well, people, you might know, know why. he had to
11: sign. He had to sign. He had to give him his soul. He had to give the devil his soul. And he was I, I don't know. What would you do, Mel, if they was giving
3: you uh, what was it? Ten billion bucks or some shit. It was in the billions. Yeah. Would you? I don't do know. It? I try not to judge, but I did see him change a lot. And then to know who owns Sirius XM, is that Martine Rothblatt, the, the queen of uh, transhumanism and stuff. It's just uh, and now he's terrified of a virus. So I don't know what happened to him. But, you know, when I was a kid, it was it was great. And I loved how disgusting he was. And that's the same thing with all these people. Like uh, when I was, you know, young in New York and uh, the, the man show was on and all that. Nobody cared. I mean, it was like no, it was funny. You know and, and, you know, and some of the people left. But, you know, at the Comedy Cellar in like the 90s, these people were lunatics and it was great and they don't have that anymore. I know I know Rogan's trying to recreate it, but uh, all these comics, the comics on the show and you it's so important to just take it back. It's gotten so it's the hardest thing yeah. in the world. There's nothing harder than being a stand up comic and being successful. You know, when people say, oh, that's a failed stand up comic. I'm always like the, the trying is winning. <laughs> There's no fail.
1: well and that famous Patrice O'Neill yeah, I uh,
3: mean, uh, oh, oh, I
11: loved him so much. I knew him and loved him. Oh, so funny. He really had the machinery go for the rat, cat, cat. <laughs> you know, that's how I used to call it. that kind of comedy. Like you know, it's the rat, cat, 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 left, right, left, hook, right. I keep coming in. You know, like like uh boxer. You know, hitting to the right, hitting to the left, undercut and on the t- you know, hitting in every direction. The best joke in the world that hits on several levels. You know,
12: man, the world could have used Patrice for this decade.
1: Oh, I I, I know that that's... so badly. That Fox News he
11: uh... was he was he did have obesity issues. So I always would because. To me, that was always the first thing. Like, the other one with the obesity issues, I love it, was uh, uh, oh no, Chris The other one with the obesity issues, and I did try to help them because I was trying to have obesity issues myself as a comic because it's so hard to have those, to be really obese like Ralphie May and is such a different uh vision of society make such
1: a great comic you know yeah we've we've lost a lot of good ones i was a big greg Geraldo fan back in the day and I mean, there's so many great comedians but the world needs them you know and it, it's it's amazing how much how much help the comedians have been now even in recent date like with jim brewer speaking out and being you know not afraid to push back yeah. yeah i and i mean what sam's doing on his show you know it's just like he goes down some crazy rabbit holes but he'll make you laugh so then people keep tuning in and little Love by little he's planting that seed and uh and you're seeing people turn and and you know rogan's been a huge help we had somebody on here earlier who uh uh, works for Patrick Bet David, who's another guy who's been, you know, had people on like Whitney Webb and, and others. And um. so it's like a lot I of these
11: I love this show.
1: Yeah, you've been on there. You've been on Patrick Bet David's show. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's Yeah, yeah he's, he's doing good. amazing. Like, like I said before.
11: You know, there's just such great content out there now. Um, Independent content, uh, content by you know, really funny, deep thinking people. I
1: mean, it really is a new renaissance, isn't it? Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, people like Whitney Webb to go on big platforms like that. Patrick Bet David's not even a conspiracy theorist, but you know, by any stretch, and he's now like realizing that a lot of these topics that were fringe, there's a lot of substance there and he's having these people on and he had uh, Richard Gage from the 9-11 um, uh, architects and engineers on and you know he had oh, your...
11: oh, that's so long to wait that's what how many fucking years he was I mean, that guy was a genius I'm so glad he did that great
1: yeah, it's uh, it's, it's and like I said, James Corbett, he had he, w- w- you know, one of his claims of fame is he had a nine eleven conspiracy video that went viral, and on when he was still on YouTube, and now you know, and but he was kind of always on the fringe, and then he was interviewed on Dr. Drew recently, which is again like these are topics that are now going mainstream. I mean, um, Nick uh, Nick Bryan's being interviewed all over the place. He did the Franklin scandal book. He's another great uh, author and and journalist, and like so all it's these.
11: Me, did you see me interviewing and red pilling Dr. Drew on my podcast? That's a fucking hoot. That guy, he's like, don't make me go there, Roseanne. But I did make him go there because I really need Dr. Uh I need him to get I need Dr. Drew to get red pilled in a quick fucking hurry.
12: Well, I, I think we're in a somewhat different landscape here where people really understand that they were blatantly lied to with COVID. Uh, One of the most remarkable things that happened just two weeks ago, and uh, hopefully we'll get the open testimony, but Fauci said behind closed doors that the six feet rule just kind of sort of appeared. The guy who was on the news, you know, what part of following the science was getting on the news and repeating something and dictating public policy off of information that just sort of kind of appeared. I mean, I did a lot of COVID coverage. From his wife.
3: From his wife. His wife. His wife came on that. Yes.
12: Oh, I didn't even. Well, we, yeah, she known not for to like listen the, to his wife. We all know that. Yeah. She's I don't know an ethicist, why. <laughs> if you can believe that. She's
7: an ethicist, <laughs> oh
11: a medical God. ethicist. God, you right. guys. Oh, I my think,
12: God. But between that and then also, you know, it used to be a fringe storyline that there were pedophiles in Washington. And now with the Epstein story, it's certifiably true. Um, now, as to what the level that that goes. I mean, that's still kind of open and unreported, or that's why I got this background right here, which is the Epstein safe that the FBI recovered and then either just left. It's still unclear what they did with it. Either they took it in and lost it, or they just left it for some other cleanup crew to come retrieve and then say that they lost it.
11: What is in it? What is in it?
12: Oh uh, Well, I think we all know what's in there. The blackmail. I think uh, I think we all know that that's probably what's in it. I can't I can't say for certain, but and I don't think it will ever be addressed. Yeah. But I just think we live in a different landscape now than we did 12 or 18 months ago, where people are just so blatantly aware of the extent that they've been lied to another just big story that everyone's aware of now is, uh, the problem with the border. I mean, Biden literally took a wall that was paid for. And then you guys can check this out. I do this end of your recap and I did some jokes on this, okay. but, uh, he was paying to store the border wall instead of building it. We were actually spending money to store a purchase border wall instead of putting it up.
11: Oh my God.
12: Incredible story, right, Roseanne? It's not even that well reported, and we were spending a lot of money storing it too. And then they paid; they sold it off for pennies on the dollar right before he lost a lawsuit that he was going to have to put it up. Um, but I just oh think my like
11: god. I, I, I cannot fucking stand that. Oh my god!
12: Check it out. Cool. I did all. uh did a whole ten minute segment on it. Robbie the fire, all one word. YouTube.
11: Oh no.
12: Um, but I think I, with these topics going mainstream, I think with some of these topics going mainstream, it just, it's undeniable at this point that government is lying to us and doesn't have our best interest. So I just think the propensity now to be able to wake people up, like the normies of all normies, everyone just went through the COVID thing and they know that they were lied to. They all know it. They'll never be the same people. They'll never take me- like just information from the government in the same way.
11: Uh, oh. That's and
12: in New
1: York
11: they're
1: having different. kids in Mel probably knows is that New York they're they're having kids do homeschooling virtual schooling because they're filling up the schools with immigr- with uh you know alien immigrants whatever you want to call them uh, illegals and it's just it, it's freaking crazy to think that your kids are now having to do virtual schooling again because you're filling up the schools with immigrants and now they're also talking about if you're even if you're illegal, if you sign up for the military, they're going to give you citizenship. I mean, this could all be intertwined with like messing up the next election, like giving all these illegals citizenship, which vote. So remote.
3: genius! It's so right. It's genius. a humiliation, humiliation ritual. They know like exactly genius. what they're doing. They're seeing how
11: it. they are. They all have no bottom to their shit. But listen, what I I'm going to do? Here's what my fighting back is. I this is so funny. <laughs> My whole new stand-up act will be to convince illegal immigrants to vote for Trump.
12: <laughs> That's awesome. That rules. You know, it, it. It. You're not. You're not even that far off because they were. T- they were talking about for a while. that the that the democratic party was essentially just trying to bring in voters and uh trump has become very uh, at least in the polling with uh like latin americans and i think it's a lot in part because people just want to work like a lot of the people that actually come to this country i'm not i mean i'd be for open borders personally if we didn't have a uh system where you had to you know basically pay for, we got social scores. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not, I've been sitting here for two hours. We have socialism in this country. We can't just afford to let everyone in. That You, you gotta have one or the other. Well, that's that the way that like, works. I but, know. But the people that come I, here, every I've time I meet business. them individually, they rule. They want to work. So I think you're onto something yeah. that they would probably support Trump. Yeah. Who's going to get them an actual job and I'm an opportunity? I, I actually, well, not
3: everyone wants to co-worker. work. There's a lot of people coming through that border that are, are coming not to work that are you know there's Listen. both there's both it's it's you know unfortunate that they're some, weaponizing them you
11: know why they're both them? you know what they're here for I don't know this my opinion. they're here <laughs> they're bringing them in based space on Denver right that their eyes are space that's how they Obama created ISIS the same way over there but, but their job
3: we're losing you, Roseanne. Me, by the it. way, your 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 reception's that going in how, and out.
11: This is how power is thinking. They're bringing in these people because they're going to make them the police force and the military.
10: Yeah, but it'll be way easier to slap a blue UN helmet on them than it will be a US military helmet on once you get, once you develop an affinity yeah, towards your country.
11: That's what I think they're going to do. Right, exactly. Don't you think, now?
10: Thank you for agreeing with me, Roseanne Barr. I'm going to go ahead and clip this out now.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I do, do think, think that. Is but- that true, Mel? Um, well, I think that um I think that this has been a long game plan. Charlie Robinson is the best to talk about this, but it really is a uh, responsibility to protect. We got Samantha Power in there, we got the whole trilateral commission, we got all these people. They're very they're big on uh, they're big on you know, uh, the problem, I, I honestly believe at some point they're going to call some kind of UN uh, Human Rights Commission meeting and, and decide that something that America is so systematically racist, it is so divided, and we have such a gun problem that somehow suddenly we're there's the problem of the is, world. They're
11: say it Zionist-occupied.
3: That's a whole nother level. But, Charlie, why don't you talk about that for a second? Because you haven't spoken at all. But honestly, you've been on this uh, Charlie's book that I, I recommend it like literally on every show. Charlie's book, The Octopus of Global Control and uh, Control Demolition. Uh, but yes, I mean, that's that book I got that book. Yeah, yeah, that's Charlie. The writer of that book that I, I made you get is on the is on the show.
11: Yeah. I Hi, Fantastic. i want to thank her your mother must be so glad she met
13: you with a brain like that are you talking to me because if you're talking yeah. to me i'm gonna to have to clip that one out for my mother as well um well listen thank you very much i appreciate that it's um we're we're facing a global problem and the pro and and the vast majority of people think it's an just a national issue it's much bigger than that and once people pull out and see the bigger plan then it all starts to make a little bit more sense but as it stands right now the vast majority of the people need to kind of wake up to exactly how um coordinated and diabolical this is and and i think that part of it is that they're protected by the fact that they just cannot comprehend a conspiracy this massive they think that it that surely they would have heard about it or somebody would have spilled the beans or they'd see it you know and because they can't see it and they don't see it they think it's not there and so it hides in its own incredulity (laughs) but once you understand it and once you pull back you can see the plan
11: yeah well,
7: because they are it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. 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 Hey, I so cool. so like, oh, they don't even. Oh, cool. well, I know what you're saying. You're saying that the people that, that don't see it are the problem. Really like that, <laughs> they are. The, they are it. They're allowed. That's, yeah, why that's, allowed, that's, allowed that's why it's
1: allowed to continue. Somebody has some background. Well, really.
11: I'm mean, yeah. there. Well, they. That they, I always say, they don't want to rock the boat. If they're ship away all the public money. <laughs> they don't want to rock the boat of their theft of our treasury, of the people's money. So they totally, in you know, their whole town is inversion. And look at Marxism and how it does. It says, first of all, I'll accuse your opponent of you know what you're doing. That's so that's really cool. But anyway, it's uh, uh, it's like when you when you act, you're, you're not an actor. You're reacting. You're not an actor, but to trick people into thinking that that they're reacting is a really fucked up thing to do to people, but that's what they're doing to people. You know, they can, they're, they're crossing them wires in the brains. People can't really discern or understand. And that's why they're clinging to superstitious shit, specifically hating on Jews. That's real medieval. They got them going back to that because they don't want nobody to reign that curtain like on the Wizard of Oz. You know, everybody says that movie that was about currency wars, and I, 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 I can't tell everybody to uh, fast enough Google um, Wizard of Oz and and what it said about currency wars. What, it, did, was what did Wizard of Oz say about currency wars? I, I didn't it, pick up, up
12: on that at all. Oh, you've got to
11: go. You just not say it backwards long because I'm. Just like, so you know, basically, it's like Frank L. Baum wrote Wizard of Oz, and several, not just one, but it's about mind control and, you know, the Wizard of Oz.
12: Oh, okay, I got you. Okay, it's the about wizard, the buying in. I get it. The yellow
11: brick road is gold. The wizard,
3: the wizard
11: behind the, you know, the one that and the yellow brick road is gold. And the uh, scarecrow is paper money. And, and uh, what other one? Lion is Trump. <laughs> That's what right, I think. Uh, you know, it's like a warp. But uh, what was the other one? Scarecrow, the lion, and the tin man. Uh, what was the other one? The tin man. The tin man. Yeah, the tin man was pressed metal. So. It was telling a story about currency wars and the war uh, of how, how we get to worth. What what's beneath capitalism? And people should Google it and read for themselves. I'm, I may not say correctly, but they should read for themselves. It's very deep. Frank L. Baum was an incredible human being whose mother-in-law. He lived with his to his wife and her daughter? They might have dumped her assing together. It's pretty interesting. But she is the author of modern feminism from the 1800s of uh, the most radical um, feminism, which of course was economic feminism. And her was Joslyn Gage. And they say that she is represented in his story as the wicked witch. Very cool. But then when you get into the books by Frank Kelbon, you find out, and they did Wicked on Broadway, but you find out what made her wicked. Well, her sister was nothing but a hoe, and we've, you know, it's like I'm back to the beginning of the conversation. Her sister was a hoe that turned her to the CIA, whatever, but it's always the same story. And it's always about when will people get together to talk to other people who are like it and create a like-minded community and become a sustainable community that then sends representatives to centralized Congress that to create legislation that benefits them. Well, America don't even fucking know that. It's sad what they've done to all of us. Better wake up. I like that song in Greece. Better wake up. I don't know. It's Olivia St. Newton St. Charles. <laughs> never. Never right. mind. I done. have to dip you out. out this up. absolutely rules. Thank you, everybody.
3: A... Yeah, we should uh, We should all we tell everyone where to find man. everyone at this point. We need men. We need who have fucking
11: balls. They do not exist. Noah's I'm telling the truth. They don't exist. They're nothing but wine of So it's fallen into the grandmother such as myself, bitter old Jewish women who know how the economy works to lead the people out of wilderness and desert into the promised land. And that's where we sit. Bless you all. Thank
3: you. Thank you, Roseanne. Thank
1: you. Thank you, Roseanne. Love you.
3: Thank
11: you
7: so much.
0: (laughs) God bless you. you We'll talk to you soon. Great job.
1: (laughs) That was awesome. Mel, thank you so much for helping set set this up. Thank you.
3: Uh there's no controlling her, uh, which is a good thing. Yeah. But uh, you know, because I, I, everyone was oh, poor Mike Binder, he's so great. I think she
10: <laughs> poor Mike Binder. Are you Are kidding chance? me? He Mike her Binder around. got to be on the best episode of Union on the one yeah. we could just end the show now. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> never, never, never! It's the best show out there. Easily, it's they my worked it out place to
7: hang out. Oh. Yeah, which was so great know? by communicating. Yeah. Normally, <laughs> now they should
3: get together and do a. <laughs> and do a stand up show. Nor- yes! Normally, this
13: is the part in the show where I try to wrap it all up and. And remind everybody who who was here, and I lost track like an hour and a half ago. Yeah. Um, Mike Bender was here, of course. Uh, the great Roseanne Barr. You guys, if you don't know who she is, she sang the national anthem once. She's famous for that. Um, Sam Tripoli, of course, our esteemed co-host. Um, who else was here? Craig oh, Shoemaker,
7: Craig um, Shoemaker, Kathy O'Brien. O'Brien. Great people Kathy O'Brien. And he
11: Corbett. James Corbett,
13: Corbett. Brady we had, Matthews. Uh, Brady Matthews was here. Yeah, Jason Burris, Jeffrey Kathy Wilson, Kathy
3: O'Brien.
13: Stop? Uh, Kathy O'Brien. I want to have a conversation Brady with Cap- Ca- Kathy O'Brien lost, when things calm down. She's she's, she's, she's she's she is a legend in this in this whole yeah. thing. Wow, what a if treat to come
3: spend uh, a few days with me, Kathy, and Roseanne together. Uh, it's pretty wild. Uh, I, I bet that.
10: Uh, just turn the cameras a on. It's not. No, a coven. no,
3: no. It's not, <laughs> not. No, no, no. no. <laughs> we get I, I don't know, Mel. Three or explode. more is a coven.
10: That's like, right. Whether you want it to be or not, if there's three and you're all cackling, <laughs> I've heard each of you. Cackle. There's lots of cackling. There's literally yeah. a, That's a coven. At
7: on February 2nd in the WeHo coven. I was just Googling oh, it's a like a real deal. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, it's for real. Yeah. Monica, oh. if you want to join me and Roseanne anytime with Kathy, you can. I'm happy to, our to coven. do that.
7: That would be great. But I'm not going to the WeHo coven. Yeah. No, no, don't don't ever go. <laughs> it's I, I, I ran literally big picture from of a pentagram. Of the pentagram. I'm like, WeHo oh, coven. I don't think so. Oh, it's a real Thank deal. You. It's
3: really, really crazy. OK, cool. well, All right,
7: Brady all right. Matthews, Jeffrey Wilson.
13: Yeah. And uh, so so for those of you left, Monica plugged your show. Where's Deep Dives with Monica Perez? Well,
7: I just got my feedback from WSB. So it's the Monica Perez show again. I'm very excited to announce. And um, I just had to show up with this uh, Daniel Natal, who I heard first on TNT TNT on Juarez show. So that's a great, like a recent episode. But anyway, I'm going to have lots more to come. I think I might go back to doing like daily news this year. So keep,
3: stay tuned.
13: Nice. Well, we need nice. more of
3: that. Yes. We need more of that for sure.
13: Mel K, where can people find you? And thank um, you again for 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 this. This was a wild try, one. I Appreciate
3: try. it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, I uh I am on the Mel Also every night uh at 7 30, I have a live new show seven days a week on Rumble. And uh I'm everywhere free speeches and uh that's it, you know, just trying to do the right thing every day, the best I can. That's
13: all you can do. That's all you can do. Speaking of doing the right thing every day, best that you can, Steve is doing it every morning the best he can on AM Wake Up over on the Rockfin and
10: also on Rumble. Yes? Is it on Rumble? Yes, sir. Yeah.
13: Okay. Working. Yeah. What else right. is, what do you have cooking this week?
10: Let's see, what do we have cooking this week? Uh, Arden Young is back on the show. Arden uh, was on the TV show Modern Family. She's been doing Project Veritas style undercover investigation work with Pornhub executives and people who work uh, for that, really tearing a hole in them. Um, And before Christmas, she was like, I think I'm ready to talk about Hollywood. So she's going to be on the show this week to do that. We just had a fantastic conversation with Howdy McCoskey uh, and, and went super, super, super deep at 8 o'clock in the morning, which is what we do. amwakeupshow.com for absolutely everything. Thank you so much for having me on the best uh, best ensemble podcast in the multiverse. You guys are, are
13: awesome. We, we seem to think so. I mean, Roseanne Barr just stops by from time to time to <laughs> yell at you. Uh, where are you going to get that El- elsewhere? Um, <laughs> Our big dumb mouth, Midnight Mike. What's cooking? Oh, I-, you know. I like the new intro.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a whole. I fun, like the new kingdom. It's a whole fun thing over there. OBDMPod.com ourbigdumbmouth.com. Uh, we are live Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on uh, Rumble and Twitter and everywhere. Then we do it again on Saturday at noon. So just go to obdmpod.com All the links are there.
13: Ripple Effect podcast, Ricky Verandas. Yes,
1: yes, the ripple effect podcast.com. It's everywhere except YouTube. I do have a clips channel, but that takes a lot of time, and I hate listening to myself, so I neglect it a bit. But, uh, but yeah, and uh, I just had yeah. Monica. I actually just uploaded yeah. a, a show with Monica. Monica is always an amazing guest. Yeah. She can get yes, into really. so many different rabbit holes, and and, it, and, uh, know, and actually like, Roseanne's she's 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 show. I mean, I know we talked about Roseanne. Her um, podcast is awesome. Yeah, she had Jimmy Corsetti it, on yeah, recently, which I love. Jimmy. Yeah, right. They went yeah. down to yeah. suppressed yeah. history, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, suppressed yeah. technology rabbit holes, which which I love, and you know, so yeah, Ripplefactpodcast dot com, and and I think that's it
13: yeah macroaggressions.io is the new website you can go check that out you can catch my show twice a week sundays and wednesdays and you can follow me on twitter at macroaggression Girl. sam Tripoli, the rip uh tinfoil hat go to yeah. samtripley live.com i think, yeah, think samtripoli.live.com. So. live.com <laughs>
0: i don't
1: yeah. know something do like it? that look in the description. description all links it. are in the description of the podcast yeah, theunionofdonwanta dot com that gets you all the links and and thank you from the bottom of my heart everybody who participates in this crazy show it's so much best. fun and it's, it's the, m- the
3: best <laughs> thank for- you so much everyone
1: it's thanks fun. guys bye thanks everyone have a great night that was wild I love moving it. Man.